Well, if I talk like this, like you do, but I don't talk, I don't talk like that. I talk like this, so. Well, that's fine. Uh, Is it okay? I talk like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you should be Love fine. stinks. That's what the level eighters for. This is crazy. Got you boys in here. All right. Next Tuesday on the tennis floor. What is a pregnant chant? Hi, I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV News Brief. The queen of teen, Britney Spears. Disco Superfly I smell sex and candy hair Who's that lounging in my chair? Who's that casting devious stairs in my direction? Welcome to That's What We Called Music. I'm your host, Kendall. With me is my sexy wife, Molly. Mm, hello. And my sweet sister-in-law, Sarah. Hi. And today we are talking about Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. Uh, released in November 1997. Uh, lead single from the self-titled uh, debut album. And it's uh, pretty much the only song anybody's ever heard of by this band. Um, some uh, chart positions. Uh, it was... 15 weeks at the Billboard on at number one in the Billboard Modern Rock chart track charts thing. Uh, beat uh, Oasis's, which was a record, um, and it beat uh, Oasis's record of 10 weeks at number one with uh, Wonderwall. Wonderwall. Yeah. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> I don't like that song. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I like that song. That's how you can tell somebody's a jerk at an open mic is if they start <laughs> they playing play that. Um, it, but it, uh, other than that, uh, it only made it to it, it only made it to number one in on in Canada's alternate alternative top thirty or alternative thirty. Uh, and yeah, like let's see, mainstream top forty peaked at number three, uh, number two in Canada overall. Yay. Um, it was the number one Billboard Modern Rock track of that year, so of '98. So that's a thing. And number number two Canadian RPM Alternative Thirty song, whatever the heck that is. Um. So, uh, what do the liner notes say about this, Sarah? Uh, so the now people say. Sex and Candy, one of 1998's most popular and lyrically unique singles, brought Marcy Playground's debut album multiple platinum success. The band is named after the elementary school singer John Wozniak attended. Okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> this is the last track on Now One. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. This is the last Good track point. on the Volume One. I didn't think about that. I'm glad we have you read the liner notes because <laughs> we made it through the first CD yeah. almost. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, if we survive the next seven minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, do we have any uh, facts about the song, Molly? Uh, well, pretty much the song is actually pretty much literally about sex and candy. Um, looks like the singer was dating a girl in college. He was still in high school and, uh, he was in her dorm room and a roommate came in and saw them there and said, well, it smells like sex and candy in here. And, um, he just always remembered that and came up with a song. (laughs) (laughs) 
trying to decide whether I want to share a similar anecdote. Uh, uh, <laughs> gross. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, no, I won't. I won't. We'll, we'll keep. Well, everybody has like you know their uh, college sex and candy thing, right? Let's I mean... just say. Let's just say I had a. I had a. A college. A, a college roommate walk in and he says, "I smell pudusi." Pudusi. Yes. <laughs> so is that just like pussy? I. <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. But he, okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. So. Uh. So. I was reading the critical reception here. Um, Rolling Stone uh, described this song as an unappetizing artificial sweetener mirage of down-tempo Nirvana chords and greasy Dave Matthews frat minstrel sensitivity concerning a sad sack strung out on hippie lingo and caffeine, which... I do consider myself to be a sad sack strung out on hippie yeah, lingo and caffeine. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. So I think I think that's that's apt. Um, I always liked this song. What did you? What are you guys' memories or thoughts about it? Mm-hmm. I always liked it. Yeah, it was it was very popular at the time, and even being so young, and, and when did this come and out? Like ninety seven. Ninety seven. And like knowing obviously the the title has sex in it that there's something probably there that I don't understand because I'm twelve. <laughs> but it was always really popular. It does have some really weird lyrics. I mean okay. Yeah. What's was, disco lemon? Yeah, it says that um yeah, when he was writing it, he was just coming up with weird disco era references and he was just making them up. Um and like he <laughs> he says a lot of these like words he made up sounds like he made up when he was high but he actually wasn't high and he's like but it does sound like i was high why disco era because like was is the woman they're describing like i don't know yeah he says he wrote it in like 92 it didn't come out till 97 it had been in his consciousness since the late 80s but i guess wasn't it like stuff comes back around every like 15 years or 20 well, yeah, years I mean, there was so a maybe ton like of 70s nostalgia in so maybe he, yeah. he was having nostalgia i don't know it's like i'll bet i'll bet if the i'll bet if if there was i i i, I you know what i kind of remember there was this series of albums that my dad really liked that was just the greatest hits from the from the 70s, and I don't know why someone would want to talk about just random music from 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. No, I feel like this song was pretty popular. It still is. You yeah, still hear it on the radio. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's one of those songs that was, it was never overplayed enough that people, I, I don't feel like there was any backlash to it. Um, my, uh, my, my, co-host on the poll list podcast uh his opinion is that sex and candy was severely overrated uh that that is jared Uh, the next few episodes he has opinions about uh Mm. about the songs so i'll bring that up but i don't i don't feel like the song was like it's it's a you know it's a it's a quintessential wendy's song like i don't i don't know who would ever buy this album um, but at the same time, like, I also feel like it could, it's, it's just past that. Like, it's more like somebody would put this on, if somebody would put this on a mix CD with like, with like Weezer and, uh, 
what what's Jacob Dylan's band called? The, the Wallflowers. Um, like it feels it's it sort of goes along with uh, like with fastball um, yeah. the way you know uh, like it it's sort of although it although it has sort of stuck around in um, people's things. Uh, one interesting fact about this song: the drummer's brother owned the trombone that I learned to play trombone on. Oh, cool! And later uh, ended up drumming for Nora's, Nora Jones as well. Which I random meant to ask my dad if he remembered the name because they did go through multiple drummers. Um, think, let's see, uh, Jared Kotler uh, is is the name. It says both drums and bass were performed by Jared Kotler. So I assume that that's I assume that that's who that was. <laughs> um, now I'm curious. Uh, do you guys have any like specific memories about this song? Any any specific things? For some reason, I always think about the can the good and plenty candies when I think about this song in like the literal sense. I don't know if there was like some like sketch at that time that did something with like sex and good and plenty. I don't uh-huh. know if anyone's listening and has that same memory. Maybe they can, you know, enlighten me. But for some reason, I think about the pink and white little pill shaped candies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's candy. <laughs> I think this song was... I also think this song was on Jock Jams. Um, and uh, I do specifically remember... Because I think also, like, my dad worked with this guy's father. Um, it was not... It's not easier. It, it, it When I Google his name, it just comes up with Marcy Playground and then his LinkedIn page. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if... Uh, He's probably not like the most famous person in the world, but uh, yeah, all the stuff that comes up under him is oh, well. Marcy Playground. He may even have—I don't even know—maybe he like toured with Nora Jones. It may not even have been yeah. that he was he was on the album. Anyway, um, I do remember like first of all, my dad asking me if I when I was you know in fifth grade asking me if I knew this song, and he's in like, fifth do you know grade, this song, do you know the song <laughs> "Sex and Candy." And I was like, oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. And then I also remember him. I don't remember if he recorded Letterman or if he woke me up in the middle of the night. Uh, but ha- him wa- having me watch uh, Marcy Playground perform this song on Letterman. Just because the guy had your right, remote? Okay. Right. Yeah. And I think, see, I meant to talk to my dad about this, you know, this song just snuck up on us. It's not like we had a month between recording sessions uh, between yeah. this song and the last song. I meant to talk to my dad because I think also it was that same family that sold that sold me my first guitar. Like somehow there was a connection there that I got a discount or something. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll edit in the the anecdote. Uh, so. Uh, you need to talk about the Maroon 5 cover. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So, the cover, there is a, a popular cover by Maroon 5 of this song. Um, it is a very, very slowed down sort of jazzy version. Um, I honestly didn't like it that much. I but... like it a lot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I'm a huge Maroon 5 fan, so I might be, like, biased. I don't know. I liked it. I like the jazziness. I like when artists do covers and they make it a little different. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's definitely different. I also, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Maroon 5, but, um, yeah, it's, but it's also, you know, it's kind of a neat, it's always neat when, uh, obviously this song isn't forgotten, but like, a known, you know. Yeah, because it was on Maroon 5's, um, album 5, which came out in 2014, so that's, Mm. you know, not that long ago. Yeah, so like, you know, 15 years after it came out. Uh, also, got to mention, along with covers, I think this is included in the uh, the Poco Medley from Running With Scissors by Weird Al. Like, a lot of the songs we talk about are. <laughs> Weird so, Al knows what's up. <laughs> and, it, and it goes directly from Sex and Candy to Closing Time, so, <laughs> I, yeah. I In my head, like, that transition happens a lot. Um, so, anything else... Uh, Anything else about this before we go to TRL? What do you guys think of the video? There's oh, like, the video, there's yeah. There's like a spider with strings, and there's like... I don't know what to think. There's like women's underwear. It was like... It's just kind of artsy, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it was it was like the fastball video and the if you could only see video, only less. Like there was less going on, but it was still just like... Washed out green people singing like it. Uh, yeah, not not a lot going on. Yeah, it's like they're remodeling an apartment. <laughs> they're or tearing an apartment apart because they're. But it's they pull also the, like a, they pull like old cables out of the wall, but yeah. somehow they make really pretty swirly designs. Yeah, yeah it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's and it's like on a really really spare stage. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's was, it was just music videos are weird. Oh, and I did watch, like, a little interview with them from a couple years ago, and, I mean, they still tour, but they seem like super cool, humble guys. They're like, we'll play the song. We don't mind. We only had one hit. We just like that the fans like it, and we'll just uh-huh. we'll just do this as long as we can. So they seem like cool guys. Yeah, I wonder, um, a band like that that's got one hit, I mean, obviously, they're going to play songs other than that at their show, but, like, do they play the other songs from their album, from the from that album, or do they... Uh, or do they do they play or do they mostly play new stuff because they figure nobody's gonna know this stuff anyway and then they play uh you know their their they end the show with their big hit like uh like when we saw what's her name before Dylan um Mavis Staples Mavis Staples she was from she's in the Staples family I guess and they had one hit that I don't remember what it is. And, but I felt like she played mostly just whatever she wanted to play and then ended the show with that with that hit with that hit song. It was I'll Take You There, by the way. Yeah, I'll Take You There. See? That's a good thing we've got <laughs> we got our, our fact checker here. I'll take you there. Um So okay, so but uh TRL. TRL. Sarah, you go first. Um, mm, difficult. I don't know. I don't think it would have retired. I want to say 20 days, never number one. Um, what's the rating thing again? 65. 65 days to be on the countdown. Is is to retire. I don't know. Maybe it would just been on the countdown for like a week. I don't think it would have hit number one or anything. But it might have like touched the countdown a little bit. See, I feel like I feel like this song was like a slow burn. 
What did it? What did it get to on the? It got like I guess it did get to some. It got on the mainstream top forty. It got to number three. So it probably. And this was ninety seven to ninety eight. So we're still kind of in those early days. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is just not a TRL song. Like maybe maybe two days. At number ten, in that sort of wild card spot, but this just doesn't feel like it would have made it up the ranks. This is, I mean, this is this was popular because of it with the alternative types who were, you know, strung out on caffeine with Nirvana chords and Dave Matthews, whatever. Um, all right. Uh, so that's that. Uh, thanks everyone for like listening. Uh, we're like low energy, like this song right now. Um, but you can find me at on uh, Kendallcast.ninja um, and at K Hallman on Twitter. Uh, these folks uh, leave leave these leave these ladies alone as usual. Um, I'm gonna go uh, eat some sex and have some candy. Um, drink some disco lemonade. Drink some disco lemonade. Yeah, put on that platform double we'll, suede. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. Like double cherry pie, there she was.